This is a clip from an interview with Paul Blackham. Paul is a theologian and church leader based in London and has wide experience planting churches around the UK. He also produces Book by Book, a Bible study resource that seeks to share the joy of meeting Jesus in all the scriptures. Enjoy. Fantastic. And you've you just touched on uh, what I was going to ask next. I mean, again, in, in Revelation 1 there, John uh, hears the voice of Jesus and then turns to see the voice. And so the, the, the voice of Jesus is something that can be seen. Um, and of course, Jesus is the word uh, in flesh. And so talk to us about the, the, the place of the word of Jesus uh, in your church life and, and the, the scriptures there. I remember, well, just to share as well, I remember when I was 18, you took me under your wing. And one of the first things that we did was just look at Genesis 1 in depth. Uh, it seemed to encounter Jesus there, and that, that really changed, changed my life. Um, so talk to us about Jesus-centered Bible reading and its place in, in the church and, and preaching. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, that in how to read the Bible is, I think that's the really massive one, that I think, I find lots of modern Christians actually, first of all, they don't really read the Old Testament. Um, because they've been persuaded or told or indoctrinated to believe that it's almost like a different religion, the Old Testament. That that's just kind of God. That's not the Trinity. It's not Jesus. It's not church. It's God and a kind of racial kind of religion with like Israelite people or something like that. And, the, and the, they've been made to view it in such a way that it's got, it's got nothing to do with like normal church life that we experience today so if you believe that you're never really going to read it and mm -hmm. so some characters they're always doing conferences about how to preach the old testament and the reason they have to do that is because they don't really want to and they find it difficult to read it so they're always having to persuade themselves why to do it mm -hmm. because but if we go back to how did uh, like the early church fathers, uh, you know, the, the disciples of the apostles and those first few generations, they, they didn't always have the New Testament at all to go at. They really just did. And the apostles themselves and Jesus only preached Jesus from the Old Testament. Yeah. And so for them, they just read it. And it's, it's all about Jesus. It's the Trinity on page one. It's all about Jesus is the Lord. That's the most basic Christian confession, which means Jesus is Yahweh, Jehovah. He mm -hmm. is the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So that when you just read it, you're, that's Jesus. That's Jesus, who also makes known the unseen Father in the heavens and pours out his spirit. From page one of the Bible, just as much as in the book of Revelation, as you said, he's definitely doing it in Revelation, but he's always doing it. And, one, and the early church fathers, that's how they read the Bible. And modern people, when they read the early church fathers, they go, oh, it's totally weird. They seem to think Jesus was traveling on the ark with Noah, or Jesus wrestled with Jacob, or Jesus was in the Garden of Eden, or Jesus was in the Exodus, or Jesus was, was meeting Isaiah. And I'm like, yeah, of course they believe that, because he was. And even he says he was. And Jude, of course, Jude verse 6, and it, it says, um, Jesus rescued his people from Egypt. He just says that in the, if you've got the ESV, I think it says it there. Yeah, um, and, and, or one, 1 Corinthians 10, 1 to 4, where Paul just says, oh, you know when Moses, at the end of his life, is summarizing everything that's happened in the Pentateuch and says, listen, 
This Lord our God, he is our rock, the rock who rescued us and the rock on which we build. Then Paul just goes, oh yeah, that rock, that was Jesus. <laughs> he just says it. It's not even like, oh, you are it's really complicated. How are we going to work it out? The Bible just says, oh yeah, that, that was Jesus. And then Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 6, the, he sees the Lord as the king on his throne. And then in John 12, he's like, oh yeah, that was Jesus. It just tells us it was Jesus. Yeah. And then the way the New Testament quotes the Old Testament, yeah. like I, an easy one is, is, is Hebrews chapter one, where it's trying, it, he, whoever wrote Hebrews is speaking to people who um, are maybe losing sight of the significance of Jesus and getting a bit caught up in saying, yeah, but you know, maybe the Old Testament, maybe and whatever they were thinking. And then he just goes, look, look how important Jesus is. Look at what the Father says to Jesus in this passage. Look what the Father says about Jesus here. Look what he says about Jesus here. Look what he says about Jesus here. And he just gives these Old Testament quotations to people he's trying to persuade that Jesus is the big thing. And he doesn't in any one of those quotations say, hey, here's like a new way of thinking about that verse boom he just says it as if like we all know that's the father talking about jesus that's the father talking about jesus that's the father talking. and he doesn't offer any sort of persuasion he thinks it's totally obvious that it's that or someone you know blessed is the man who never listens to bad advice and only meditates on the word of god day and night everybody else isn't like that now who would read that and go Maybe I'm the blessed man. <laughs> He's like, shut up. You're the chaff. We're all the chaff. There is one blessed man who is like a tree of life that always is fruitful. That's Jesus. And then Psalm 2 ends with, blessed are all who take refuge in him. I can be blessed if I get close to him and hold on to him. That's how you read the Old Testament. Now, the reason that's relevant to church planting, I know Sam, you're looking at me like, what's this going to do with church planting? I think because... Because the vast majority of stuff I read about how to read the Bible requires you to basically have a PhD and the library of about 9,000 books reference work. It's total nonsense. They're like, you know, you need all these reference books. And then I even heard one dude say, in order to understand things in the Old Testament, you have to get into a time machine and go back in time and then understand the culture that it was originally written in then get back into your time machine and come back to modern age. I have to be Doctor Who to read the Bible. Like, <laughs> what is he talking about? Now, maybe he meant it metaphorically. I'm, I, I, no, actually, thinking about it, I th yeah, he probably meant it metaphorically. But, <laughs> but it's just so stupid. Nobody uses the Bible that way in the Bible. You know, when Jesus is quoting uh, the scriptures, he says, oh, yes, um, Moses, Adam and Eve, you know, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and, oh, he, he doesn't go, oh, hang on, uh, I've just got to tell you all about the historical context of, well, that was a bit of a, a tough one, does he have to take you back to Adam, to the Garden of Eden? Yeah. Or when he quotes the story of Jonah, he doesn't give us all this, like, cultural bag baggage and stuff, he just thinks it's perfectly okay to quote it because and it's like I think Bart says at the beginning of his commentary to Romans, where he just says, yeah, I suppose you could investigate all these cultural and historical things, 
But all you'll discover is they're completely unimportant. Yeah. The message of Jesus Christ, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And all these little culture that to post-enlightenment people, they we think they're huge because our vision is so tiny. Yeah. Uh, human historical variances are like oh, they're like towering skyscrapers. But once you are gazing at Christ, the Lord of History, the King of Eternity, the Alpha and the Omega. These things, it just looks like a billiard ball for smoothness. You know what I mean? People say there's nothing there. The, 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 the difference between then and now is irrelevant. That His words speak across all the ages. So, again, I know you're saying, what's this got to do with church funding? Give me one last chance. My last chance is this. Um, when people become Christians, particularly from a very unchurched background, they believe Jesus is God. Now, that's a big thing to believe because lots of people in church don't really believe that. But new Christians do sort of believe that. They're so excited that they've met the living God and it turns out it's Jesus kind of thing. So when they read the Old Testament and they read about God, they think that's Jesus. So I think, yeah, they're right. That is Jesus. So we do this Bible reading thing where every... But every, um, we learned this from when our time in South Wales, Steve Levy from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, developed this 12 years ago. We're at the 12th year anniversary of it at the moment. And it's a, it was this way of just saying, let's read through the whole Bible as a church family in three years. And basically the big question we ask, just, in just say, uh, what does this tell me about Jesus? And then just read any book of the Bible and just say, what does it tell me about Jesus? There's other questions about what does it say about myself and church. But we found the killer question is what does it tell me about Jesus? The reason for that is Jesus said the scriptures are all about him. The apostles say they're all about him. Apparently Moses thought it too. And Jesus in John chapter 5 says Moses is just writing about me. So by asking that question, which I know like all sorts of academic people go, oh, so that's not a good enough question to ask. Why aren't you asking about the Trinity? I'm like, wow. well, that would also be quite a good question. But if you know Jesus truly, he is sent from the Father and filled with the Spirit. He is the way you get to know the Father and the Spirit. That's important. But the key thing is, by asking that straightforward, simple question that even a little child can understand, what does this tell me about Jesus? They are able to understand all the books of the Bible. And we get together at the end of each month. And what in the next, it was one Chronicles last month, it's two Chronicles this month. And we literally, the, some of the children come up with the most brilliant points to say, oh, look at that story. Isn't that Jesus? And he's like, yeah, that's Jesus. Or there'll be some incident, they'll tell them. And we find people who've never read any book of the Bible before will read something might be the book of Judges, it might be Isaiah, it might be anything. And because they're asking that question, they actually understand it and love it. 